0: This is a Channel 101
1: podcast. Visually count how many episodes you've you've acted in because that oh, seems to no. be like your longest list.
0: It is my longer It makes me wonder maybe I'm more of an actor than a, than a writer.
1: I'm going to cut in on I was saying this. You've played a lot of characters named Adam. <laughs> that seems to be like a one-on-one thing.
0: Yeah, just, just give them their regular name, which honestly annoys me a little bit. I don't know why, uh, but it...
1: Yeah, it's It's fun. kind of fun. We are doing an episode of Primetime Flies, which is my podcast where I corner... The people who have been involved with making Channel 101 or Frequency 101 shows, past and present, uh, I, I, I corner them, and uh, we spend an hour or two chatting and uh, appreciating their work and their love of making stuff. Joining me today, I'm trying to do this live off the floor again, and I, I feel self-conscious. Joining me today is the wonderful Adam Garland, who, among making such fine shows, is Breadtown, and um, I do love Piss Boys. <sighs> I know it's it's a bit of an underrated, failed pilot, and your your other primetime show is True Hollywood Manhunts. That's a great one. Shit, you've done so much great work. I've been able to now share a bunch of this one-on-one time with you in the sense that, like uh, a couple of years ago, like la- uh, summer twenty twenty, you were one of the first people to embrace me and, and and say hello and and talk to me in the community. You know, as we are, of course, we we love countries. you, guys it's it's mutual and no, I really appreciated that. You're the co-host of Surfing Through Time, my uh sibling podcast here on the one oh one network and uh it's just great to have you on the show finally.
0: It's uh it's it's great to be here. I was I was uh, I was worried I may never make it. But uh but here I am and it's great. Thank you. No,
1: <laughs> sorry. no. sorry. Who's, who's no, no, apologize well- more this podcast? <laughs> yeah but here's the thing you're the guest and 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 I have to talk less than you because there's nothing that I hate more than hearing myself on the on my own podcast so
0: oh i I know exactly what you mean uh <laughs> I mean s- sometimes I talk very, very little on that patreon podcast uh I don't know if you've noticed hopefully you haven't noticed uh
1: it's almost like you could like. I was going to tease that you could like record five comments to select from and they could press the Adam button. It's like, what did you think about that, Adam? Oh, uh, it's, oh, it's great. I mean, what can I say? And then, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a great Adam button. No, I'm kidding. I I love that it's live again now. Does that feel a lot more enjoyable?
0: That definitely. Uh, and it's, it's, it's so much livelier uh, and people can feed off of each other's energy. And we came off of a, I mean, really, we started like right before the pandemic, yeah, I yeah. think. So a lot of it was, oh, God, what a, what a dark time. Uh, I mean, it's interesting to have it all recorded. I guess as a, uh, that's the right. closest I'll have to a pandemic diary, that podcast. Uh, but yeah, no, it's good to be back in person because in the very beginning, I guess we had a couple episodes where we were in the same room.
1: Now was that born out of? I mean, pre-pandemic, so that was... Um, was that like a gear shift from the takeover of the Channel 101 podcast that Brad Gage left behind and, and Nick Curley was still sort of... Yeah, I forgot
0: we did that too. Uh, yeah, I guess we were doing that originally. And then Matt Jay, um, <clears throat> if you remember him, he had suggested this Patreon podcast idea where we watch every screening. So I can't take credit for for coming up with that.
1: The idea is great. Let's just let's describe it. Well, there are possibly some people who who listen to this and haven't heard the Patreon yet, because it's behind a paywall, and rightfully so. It's a very low amount of money, and it's going to a good place called Channel One Hundred One. But it's pretty spicy sometimes. <laughs> it gets spicy, and <laughs> is some of like the spiciest stuff coming from like a legit place, or is it people just like pro wrestling talking heads?
0: sometimes it's a little bit of that, but most of the time it's pretty legit. I mean, one of the interesting things is how long people hold on to certain things and and they want to hash them out or talk about it years later. uh, I feel like we've helped some people move through trauma, honestly. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know, that's, that's one of my favorite parts of, of doing it.
1: I feel like you're probably like me. Like you acknowledge that you're a creative too and it's not a sycophantic relationship you have with anyone who goes on. But I, I, I'm I'm sure that you admire the the talent and, and creative minds of people. So uh, Yeah, definitely. So summarize the entire experience of doing the podcast in one sentence and go. <laughs> or maybe elaborate more.
0: <laughs> I mean, sometimes even now I get a little uh... Tongue tied with certain people just because I respect uh, almost everybody so much. I mean, talking to, I mean, just like uh, one of our more recent ones with like Kyle Ryder and JV, I love both of them. So sometimes it's just hard to talk talk a little little bit. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I didn't answer your question.
1: (laughs) My, my tongue would be tied around anyone who says program. I just love <laughs> J.D.'s got his own vernacular and I want everyone in the world to talk like that.
0: I mean, honestly, now that I think about it, really, the problem is uh, the I'm probably too high on some of these uh, episodes. <laughs> the the more high I am, probably the quieter I'm going to be. And I do remember thinking after the J.D. and Kyle episode, like, uh, maybe I'm going to try doing this sober.
1: Uh, did you just remember that or did I somehow jog that cuz that's funny?
0: <laughs> uh you, you 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 jogged it I think. Good good work hosting.
1: <laughs> Thanks man. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, I I'm, I'm not high. It it's just my slow wits. Um you played Steven in the office in my uh my pilot for frequency 101 called paul peterson and it was a lot so of fun i'll also put on the record that, that you apologized for it and i <laughs> as the director disagree you did a great job you told me that you were just finished writing on a video game yeah. um are you are you in love with writing this moment as much as you always were i'm asking you a whole bunch of questions i'm just trying to get no. like a feel for like give me a snapshot of the this moment in time baby
0: Honestly, I'm kind of, this past year has been a bit of an existential crisis. Like, what am I, what am I doing? What am I supposed to be doing? You know, what am I working toward? Uh, Is writing really what I want to do? Um, I mean, it seems to be the thing that I'm best at, but also, I mean, I do, I really like acting, which is also probably why I'm so sorry for, what i did in paul peterson is that two sorries or three sorries so far <laughs> sorry i'm not gonna i, I won't count
1: you, you you could be canadian are you sure that you're from nj
0: people always growing up thought i was from canada but nope i'm from <laughs> new jersey
1: well have you listened to the way i say sorry it's not sorry
0: i say sorry actually i think
1: you say sorry Sorry, yeah. And you call people hoser?
0: I've actually never said that word out loud before. (laughs) I don't know how that would sound coming from my mouth.
1: I've never said it either. I also don't eat back bacon, don't care for hockey, and Rush is okay. No, no, Mm -hmm. I love Rush, actually. I love Rush.
0: You tossed it off quite naturally. I was very impressed.
1: Okay, no, we're talking about you. We're talking about you, and you're talking. Um, Anyone else out there know about that existential crisis stuff? I think you're a good actor, man. You piss boys with the best of them. Um, thank
0: thank you. (laughs) I I was gonna say self aggrandizingly, a Channing nominated performance, no less, but it, I don't know if it should have been. That was a real shock when that happened.
1: (laughs) Did you think it was ironic or,
0: I mean, it's it's it was totally dialogue free. Not that acting is about dialogue, but although maybe that's part of what contributed to it, actually. Now that I think about it, I don't know. I think I just remember that year. Like Mike McCafferty or Aaron Key should have been nominated in my place. Uh Piss Boys yeah. got nominated for a lot of stuff, which was a surprise. I don't know. I forget what the question was. Uh
1: you were on the Todd Donald show when that was the show that I was asking 101ers to be on. And yeah. this will still be my first time asking you on a podcast how you found out about 101 and um why you like it. What sorry, when you found out about 101 and you were watching this stuff on it out of all the stuff on the internet, on TV, what was it that you gravitated towards?
0: Uh I'm trying to think cuz there was a couple different times in my life where I interacted with it but it, the, the, I didn't really get bitten by the bug until I moved out here. Um like I was aware of certain 101 videos not knowing that they were from a thing called Channel 101 back in school like Like laser fart getting posted on Ebombs World, say, I think that's probably where I encountered it first. Um, But then when I moved to LA, maybe like the first week or two, somebody invited me to be uh, in a short there making for 101. And can I stamp this? Oh, like, do I know the date?
1: Year, just the year. Uh,
0: The end of 2013.
1: Okay. Right, would so. have
0: been December, 2013. Yeah. Um, and being on that set, I had, I hadn't even been to a screening at that point. I think my first screening was April, 2014. Uh, but being on the set, I was like, Oh, this is, this is for me. I want to do this. And then I started mainlining every one one show and wrote that pilot, Andy applesauce. Nice. Yeah.
1: You were, you were about to say something. Oh, I was going
0: to say, I think really the community was one of the things that was so attractive about it. And just the fact that, I mean, you could get yourself up on a big screen that's supposed to be harder. Right. To see your stuff in a, in a movie theater, like in front of an audience, uh, that's like sort of the dream. And it was so attainable. I mean, it, it was very attractive.
1: Uh, obviously, like you met a whole bunch of people at that point or did you did you just kind of go and keep to yourself and
0: i think i met i met the people who invited me to this shoot through harmontown i went to a couple harmontowns when i first showed up and nice that audience is a pretty friendly bunch it was i never know if i should say people's names or not
1: was, was adam goldberg still going to go into them
0: uh yeah he was he was still going to them uh that man every now and then when people found out you know i was adam g they would think that that i was adam goldberg <laughs> and not that i don't want to be adam goldberg well i don't want to be at, well ooh, sorry i didn't, <laughs> i adam goldberg is great i'm just not him
1: uh, yeah. well I mean, as being as a canadian podcast listener and never in attendance I think I found it as funny as everyone else did that he could invite himself on stage. That's advent. That's that's quite. Uh, it's got it takes some gusto.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did enjoy some of his appearances. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Um, <laughs> he definitely served a function.
1: Yeah, yeah, a movement, if you will. Yeah. By the way, Andy Applesauce is at the same screening that Spacework. Those were two of the failed pilots, and back to back, you and MC Griffin, that's pretty neat.
0: Actually, I remember MC being really disappointed in himself that night because of the way Spacework did. And I think Spacework did better than, than Andy Applesauce. Uh, I just remember thinking, oh, wow, I mean, if, if Spacework was bad, Andy Applesauce must have been terrible.
1: Well, let's see. The primetime included Skateboard Cop, Sign Spinner, Secrets and Science, Santiago, Car Jumper. Those are pretty fucking good shows. Like was a good I love time, it. Yeah. I mean, I I love Andy Applesauce, but it's a hard vote. It's Car not Jumper, shocking
0: that it didn't come back. Uh, Car Jumper I, I think, was
1: on its way out. I think I think Andy Applesauce would have had a cool second episode. We didn't need to see any more Card Jumper at that point.
0: I think Andy Applesauce came after Car Jumper in the screening, and I remember thinking just like the just the <laughs> dichotomy between the production value on those two. It was really like oof we're not coming back but it's great that there's a place for us here
1: well the patreon podcast is not at august 2014 yet so i'm gonna stop imitating your podcast for a moment and go back to the sure hey it's a meme mario love channel 101 but hate looking at shit try frequency 101 all you gotta do is record an audio pilot, make it five minutes or less, and submit it to... Submissions 101com The listening audience will vote for the favorites, Mamma Mia, and the top five shows will return next month. And don't worry, it's all audio, so you won't have to look at any fart dongs FREQUENCY 101! You won't have to look at any dicks or buttholes! Just for the sake of asking one sort of sensational question, like who, who are you the most starstruck by interacting with and also getting feedback from? Mm.
0: God, this doesn't even count, but for some reason, I I'm, I'm what the answer that I'm thinking of is that it, it had gotten back to me that I can't believe this is my answer. Wade Randolph really fought for Andy applesauce on the panel to the point where he was like, you know, I'm leaving if this doesn't get in or something to that effect. Uh, (laughs) I was already such a big fan of him. So knowing that he really liked something that I made and I really, that really, uh, I'm freezing up now thinking about it. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's a, Wade's a presence, man and and you're not supposed to like Wade. I, f- I feel like if you want Wade to like you, you have to be mean to him.
1: That's interesting. I question like because he was the first guest on this podcast whether or not he really enjoyed being on. it sounds like he did like it sounds like yeah I was... did I listened to that one. I think he did. And I don't mean like I think he was being phony. I just mean like it feels too good to be true. but you know he he is a super talented guy. Do you have a tough time thinking of yourself as good at what you do?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I very, very rarely think that I've done a good job. Uh, I'm constantly apologizing for my work. It's not a good look. Uh, Yeah, no, I, I I guess it's that classic imposter syndrome. Um, Really the only time when I felt like I was nailing it was in, there, Breadtown Bread had a few episode run where I really felt like, okay, I'm pretty good at what I'm doing, uh, and that was a big confidence boost. It seems so long ago now.
1: Right. What well, can, can we unpack that a bit? Just because you know, I, I if anything, I, want to, I want to better understand myself, and I want the listener to go away uh, having thought about their own self. If you felt that way as far back as Andy Applesauce, why would you keep making stuff? I mean, is it something that you had then and went away, or were you always sort of like incapable of not egotistically, but being a fan of yourself or having the confidence that you're like, I feel like I did a good job.
0: It was never confidence so much as it was like a compulsion. Like I just have to do this. There's not really anything else that I'm fit to do. That uh, it's yeah, it's it's really it's almost like a sickness
1: that you enjoy the process
0: sometimes i don't well, actually that's when i'm in flow the process is the greatest thing ever that's probably why i do it for those times when you're in flow like it and it feels like it's coming from god or something uh right if i can make it sound any more pretentious uh it, but then other times it's really like tortured and hard and it's not easy or fun and it's and i don't know why i do it it's, it's really both right I'm, I'm sorry that it's not a clean cut answer
1: uh, it rarely is my friend <laughs> <laughs> that was me acting like i consider you a friend but it rarely is uh an, an easy answer so I just
0: need to pause to be disgusted with myself real quick for saying both. It's a sickness and it's like, it comes from God like within 30 seconds of each other. Jesus Christ. What a, what a crock. Uh, I'm sorry.
1: You wouldn't take it away from someone else. That stuff that you've made for one one has brought them joy and entertain them and. And that they thought you were good, and that they think, including myself, that you're talented.
0: No, oh, I mean it, it means the world. Uh, I, I I feel warmer receiving the compliment. Thank you. I mean, I, I constantly feel like I'm failing. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm failing uh, this podcast right now, but I don't know if if that's me just fishing. Like if if I if I like, do I? Constantly Think I'm failing so people Will have to reassure me that I'm not failing I'm, I'm answering A different question now uh, I'm not sure What question it is uh, Period
1: <laughs> We have gone through each other's asses Into the stratosphere And like yeah. you can't Try to do that that can only happen Organically Yeah um, <laughs> What are some of your favorite things that uh, best represent the spirit of um, what you can make in one-on-one shows?
0: And there's a, there's a tough one. Question uh, mark. One of the ones that comes to mind first, and I think it's just cause I don't think it gets enough love is that failed pilot. Hallelujah. Mountain Springs. Uh, that, I don't know if you've, if you've seen that one. It sounds familiar. Um, that to me is, 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 is gold. Um, and the fact because, because I don't know, I mean, 101 can be so many things, and every time you see a new thing that it can be, it just really it's inspiring, it's exciting. Uh, I'm trying to remember, I think the way that that one, the episode description is like, uh, if Terrence Malick made a channel 101 pilot, right? Which right. is pretty. Pretty apt. And I mean, we really ripped off Terrence Malik in Breadtown, too. So um, I was probably thinking about Hallelujah Mountain Springs when we were making that one anyway. I can't think of four other ones. I mean, the ones that everybody loves. I mean, Gumball, uh, Car Jumper.
1: Uh, well, what are certain things in a 101 show that lean towards? that most resonate with you? Like some people's sensibility is like, this is a laser fart, fart ass shit in a show title name.
0: I mean, I I love when sincerity comes in unexpected places. I think um, like the cautionary tales of swords, uh, when it turns into a narrative and the finale, especially like it's, it's genuinely moving. And the fact that it's genuinely moving, but it's a channel one-on-one show Boggles my mind. Like that's kind of the the platonic ideal. Like what I strive for when I make stuff uh, is to be as good as Cautionary Tales of Swords. Yeah. Um, the the Twiggers holiday finale really hits it. Uh, I mean, there. The, yeah. Anytime I cry watching a one on one show, that's always like a real.
1: I mean, you can't put a price on that. Right. The one episode for sure of car theft, Wait, car- thieves or street cleaning. No, street cleaning. The episode where he and Brad Gage play estranged college friends. Uh, oh yeah, they end up like rekindling their friendship in song. Yep, uh, having a rift with a good friend uh, over many years, and that moment where it changes—like in five minutes or less—they sold me on that. And it
0: seemed like it was coming from a really real place too. Like you, you know that that. And Nick had lived it, I feel like. Uh right. we weren't just watching pure fiction. <clears throat>
1: Excuse me. Can you break down your process a little bit? Like what 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 are you doing when you do your best thinking?
0: Usually pacing. Uh I like, like to pace like in a room or outside. Uh definitely like to walk around. Um I mean I if there have you heard the term uh plotters and pantsers? No. So like in, in writing there's, there's people who, you know, tend to plot stuff out and there's people who tend to go by the seat of their pants. Um, right. I'm probably more of a plotter where I kind of like to know where I'm going before I sit down and actually do the script. Like I'll do story outline before. Uh, I mean, God, I remember one of the, one of the bread towns that was the most exciting was like when we were, cause I don't always use the story circle, but sometimes I do. And like, I remember our story circle had like on one end, uh, you know, murder come and on the other end was justice come and getting from murder come to justice come. Like when we figured it out, was, was, was thrilling. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget that moment, but like, and that was, I don't, I don't know. I like to know where I'm going. I yeah. guess it's hard for me to just sit down and but then now that I think about it, Andy Applesauce, I didn't plot out Andy Applesauce was a pantser. I guess it depends on the project, really.
1: Yeah, there's there's contradictory times when the opposite works, not the opposite.
0: Yeah, yeah, it depends on what the situation calls for, I guess.
1: I don't think I've ever gotten bigger highs performatively than when I was in a physical and mental state to be quick on my feet. I don't. I don't know if you can relate, but like, I never know when that's gonna be. I get such a high from it when it does happen that like I wish that I could produce it more, because as as like a plotter more so. Well, here's an idea. I sure hope that makes someone happy in three to four weeks. (laughs) I sure hope I don't hate it within four days.
0: (laughs) I mean, God, especially like you. I spend most of my time like hating what I'm, what I'm making, honestly. Uh, And it's very hard to be objective and and to watch it as if I have no connect, like, like an audience member experiencing it for the first time, just because all all the the flaws are always so apparent to me. Um, I don't, I don't know. Sorry to make it. This is like, have you seen that, that Jerry Seinfeld documentary, Comedian? yeah it's a great documentary, I think. but but also on the flip side, it really does make it seem like comedy is just the most miserable job. Um, and sometimes I feel bad complaining about this stuff or, or talking about the misery of it all because it's not it's not it's not supposed to be tortured. It's supposed to be fun, right? Like if we're not enjoying it, why are we doing
1: it? If your answer to the question, what is writing, was green, and the next person's was red. You know, you're both right. Yeah, uh, I'm just here exploring why. Uh, did that make any fucking sense? Uh, yeah,
0: I, I I followed that, and uh, writing is purple.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> what What's a show that you thought should should have done better? I don't know if that applies to you because you see, seem to be apologizing for everything in my worst Woody Allen impression. But like, is there, is there any, is there any failed pilot that you thought like, I really would have loved to to make episode two or. Yeah. A few,
0: a few of them. Uh, Story hole, uh, Piss uh. Boys and to live and die in Disney. All of those. I would have loved to have done more on. I definitely understand why none of them made it back. But whew, I would have liked to have done more on all of those. Um, I mean, really, I was—I think I was most excited for episode two of Disney. We were going to get Wade to to play Walt Disney himself, like on and nice. Frozen*. That would have been that would have been a hoot. Uh,
1: I would have loved that story hole. What would the second episode of if listener? If you if you don't like fucking, should have watched it by now. Uh, what would an episode two of story hall head? Oh
0: my God. We had a, uh, a notebook of all the different potential Aesop's fables we could have done. And I'm blanking on I I think we would have tried to do some of the more hardcore ones that were pretty offensive. Like, I think there was like a pretty homophobic one that would have been interesting to tackle. Uh, I wish I could remember the specifics but anything homophobic or racist, I would have been drawn to.
1: See, a lot of people don't.
0: <laughs> oh, not because I'm homophobic or racist. Sorry, in case that was on. Yeah. <laughs> we were, I don't know what kind of light we were trying to. Well, part, yeah, but that was part of the problem with Storyhole, if, if, if we want to get into it for a second, was that, like, on one hand, we're asking the audience to take these morals seriously, but on the other hand, we're asking them to. Be like, no, they're, they're silly. Uh, there's kind of a cognitive dissonance. Uh, I don't right. know. Story hall has problems. Sorry.
1: I I never once in my life thought of the depiction of something as being the same as...
0: Like, a representation of something doesn't mean it's a... Uh, <laughs> condoning it? or Condoning it, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like a character who's clearly the asshole saying something offensive. Mm-hmm the movie isn't condoning it. I mean, the character is the asshole. That's the point. Get yeah, it? They're, <laughs> they're
0: assholes in life. This is supposed to help us process that.
1: Like the, the character that we're rooting for just tripped him after he said it. Get it? <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. Sorry.
0: No, I was just going to say media literacy is dead.
1: <laughs> if I ever get to do this, like in the same room, then the listener will stop hearing me almost cut someone off and go, oh, no, you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, w- I, w- I wanted to talk about, like, to anyone who comes on that this applies to, when it came to um the decision to uh, take the reins, I believe, from Josh Sassen. Yeah. That's the order in which it happened. Yep. Um, how did it go down? Could you tell me what you ate that day? and Ooh. And what color socks you had on?
0: I mean, there was really, like... I mean, honestly, there was a lot of drama behind the whole thing And I'm not sure, like, how much of it I can talk about Or I should talk about um, I mean, there's there's so much drama at 101 There's too much drama uh, The drama will be the death of it one day um, If it hasn't already
1: uh, Am I better off for being too far away to even have any clue?
0: I wonder that sometimes because, I mean, how much 101 drama are, are you aware of, really? Like, or that stuff kind of doesn't make it to you?
1: Oh, I, I just said it all, everybody, and I cut it out of the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it had anything to do with 101 itself, just w- it's something that happened within the community fights and uh, sex happens everywhere on the planet in any function so but if you're talking about like administrative 101 stuff specifically yeah. I have no, no clue of anything no
0: this was more on the administrative end I mean when Josh offered it to me I didn't want it but and, and there was someone who hmm, I guess I'm just gonna say it without names And there was someone Who felt that they Deserved it more
1: We'll call him Scar And uh, I'm already Was it like the Lion King? Killed by a herd of Antelopes? No,
0: I mean it it wasn't so God it would have (laughs) been I wish it were like the Lion King With songs and stuff Uh, (laughs) It's something that I feel sad about I guess when I when I think on it or whatever, like it wasn't uh, someone really wanted to run one-on-one that probably was not fit to run one-on-one. And when I was offered to me and, and then Aaron, uh, it, it felt like we had to do it right. uh, in order, in order to prevent, I guess that's the, that's the honest answer. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry that I gave the, the honest answer there. Uh, I hope I didn't hurt any feelings. Um
1: from an outsider's point of view, even the easy transitions aren't always easy, but it seems it seems like it was a rough transition.
0: It was it was a really rough transition and there was a lot of yeah, no, it just wasn't it was it wasn't great. I mean, you know, one-on-one's supposed to be fun. You you hate when stuff like this happens.
1: Yeah. Was it more on the emotional side or or were there eggs and and magazine letter cut letters um and like voicemails or was it it was it more of like a a dissonance in the air i don't i you know what actually i know there are listeners that that are like masturbating right now i'm not asking at this moment for the podcast so i have to remember like i i want to be respectful of of you as a as a guest as well
0: i mean i'll reveal anything about myself i reveal too much Probably sometimes, even though I don't talk that much. Sometimes also, I mean, what a. Uh, but when it involves like other people, like I'm, I'm not sure if it's a, if, if it's my place to to reveal their secrets, you right. know, or stuff that maybe they don't want public.
1: Well, on Surfing, you guys do a great job at creating an environment where people can talk about themselves and their own work. But like maybe maybe that can be like one of the distinctive differences. Like it's like Surfing's focus can allow for people to talk about both themselves and others and others work and what others said about their own work. But like mm-hmm. my, my journey can like stick to getting to know you. So the transition was rough, but apart from that, were you able to enjoy it at a point where, where- eventually
0: by, yeah, once that kind of gotten, once that issue was was straightened out. And by the time we got to the 15 year anniversary, that was when things were looking good. Again,
1: what can you tell people about the thought and consideration and work and and, and effort that goes into keeping this boat a motor in?
0: I mean, you, uh, it's a pretty thankless job. You don't you you definitely do it because you love it and not for the money. Uh, God, this is a terrible answer. This is this is it's really. I mean, I try, I kind of in some ways prefer not to, to, cause, cause it's not a, it's like, it's not about the people who, who put it on. It's about the people who make shows, right? Like that should be the main focus. Like really like the, it would be best if the primetime panel were the, uh, were the focal point. Cause they're, I mean, the, it's such a perfect system. 101 and it all really boils down to that panel and why it can keep continuing and why like next year it'll be 20 years already um right. plus there's also just been <laughs> this there's you've really caught me at a weird time in my life and with 101 and, time. and i guess yeah i mean last year was i don't know how much you know you know about what happened last year or not like like one thing happened so much happened last year uh that I'm s- still sort of kind of because I was gone for a bit and I'm kind of getting reacclimated again to trying to figure out what is my place uh here with 101 still uh if at all technically I'm the president still this doesn't really sound like president talk so sorry uh but what are you going to do?
1: And there's, no, there's nothing I trust less than a certain president. <laughs> Based on my own feeling and nothing to back it up. There may or may not be a point in your life where it's like, fucking wish I could just go back in a time machine to the time when I had less figured out because there was, because it's a, it's, it's that fork in the road that can uh, like, there are times when you are certain of every day that's ahead of you. And that is the worst fucking thing i can imagine i i mean i'm not the guest so i don't know why i I inserted myself so loudly because what you
0: have to say has value todd that's why why. (laughs) come on
1: i'm not saying that you 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 don't realize how lucky you are i'm not even saying that you're lucky at this moment but like feeling feeling lost can also be wonderful it's just a matter of when it feels that way or not i I don't i didn't need to finish that maybe i
0: need to check my privilege i don't know i felt distinctly unlucky throughout most of 2021 i'm not oh no <laughs> i didn't think you you were sorry in case that that came out
1: wrong uh, i was focused on the uncertainty aspect
0: no 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 you're 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 fine that was that was my bad i should have been more
1: no no, no I,
0: I, wonder, I wonder what the sorry count is right now the... <laughs>
1: What's up, buddies? Kayla here, host of the podcast Screen Vomit, which is a movie podcast for geeks and freaks of all kinds, breaking down films from the last 10 years, joined by people in various aspects of the entertainment industry, including musicians, filmmakers, and even several 101ers that y'all know and love, including but not limited to Alex Kavitsky, Anna Saragina, and even Todd Donald himself. I love movies, you love movies, I've never met a 101-er who doesn't know what a movie is. But, even if you don't, maybe you'll learn a few things. So, check it out, Screen Vomit, wherever you find your podcasts. Take me as far back in time as you can remember. Okay. Seeing something on the screen that made you go, like, like, holy shit
0: it was the, the make them laugh scene in singing in the rain. I don't know if you've seen singing in the rain or if you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you got to watch this scene on YouTube. Uh, that, that was probably it. Yeah. Make, <laughs> make them laugh. Uh, and I really liked, I don't know if I want to get into my love of, of Disney stuff. It's so loaded now, uh, especially with what, with the cultural imperialism and all, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'll I'll stick with my first answer. All right. (laughs) I wish I could explain why it's just so when you see it, like you'll know, I feel like I can't, I can't, uh, and listener too. If you haven't seen singing in the rain, you you gotta, you gotta see this fucking movie, but yeah, it's the make them laugh scene.
1: Do you feel like a and B believe that your time of, of, of crafting a moment that makes someone else feel like that made you feel uh, is ahead of you. I, I
0: sure hope so, because if it's not, I mean, that means I peaked already and, and what's left. It's all downhill from here. Right. Um, I mean, there were definitely, I will say, I mean, the, the some of what Aaron and I did in bread town, I think was really pretty special. Um,
1: I'll venture to say euphoric. Keep going.
0: Yeah, there were, and 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 the last real screening that we had at the downtown independent, like right before the pandemic happened, like the response to the third episode that we did really was the the one with with, with the bread birth. Like it was I mean for the whole five minutes, like it was pretty electric. And I definitely felt like in that moment, like, okay, we're like we're in the right feel. We're we should be doing this, I guess. Like we're, we're, we're not as bad as maybe we think we are. I don't know. I mean, that's one of the best things about one-on-one, like how, when you get your stuff in front of an audience and the audience digs it, like that's such a confidence booster. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you really, uh, it's invaluable.
1: Why, why is story important?
0: I mean, it's like the currency of life to me. Um, I mean, I know that's technically it's money, but it's really it's it's stories. I mean, stories is God. Don't get okay. It's gonna get it's gonna get pretentious for a second. Um, but it's I mean, just story, trying to
1: communicate. Okay,
0: there's a writer I love, Dave Brian McDonald, who talks about this. Uh, I mean, the stories that truly resonate with people are the ones that have survival information in them, and. That's why they're not forgotten, and why they constantly get retold, because they have value. I mean, it's equipment for living. That doesn't necessarily mean that all art has to have uh, a point. I guess, or, or, or some sort of like it's not. It's not medicine, but goddamn it. I mean, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of is a little right. bit. Uh, I mean spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down though right I mean that's the uh, that's what we're doing here
1: I couldn't agree more it's kind of frightening to think that like 101 was one of the first online things where people were telling stories slash you know short form web video content that was focused on stories was created and operated and continually participated in by writers yeah, uh, who loved story, and now it's like one of the last. And and I want to thank you for your service to it with the with all the shows that you've that you've written, created, performed in for your part in holding the to the reins. And um, yeah, fuck man, I love you, brother.
0: I love you. Thank you. I mean, I mean it when I say that. Like you know, people like you make it all worth it. You know what I mean. And I mean I. I speak for a lot of people when I say that uh, we were thrilled when you came into our lives, for sure. Uh, Like, you definitely gave us all a little bit of meaning that we were in need of.
1: All right, I'll... I'll... (laughs) podcast features music used with permission from the Holocene ep by postmodern machine available wherever you get bandcamp.com but please visit postmodernmachine.com this has been primetime flies a channel 101 podcast hosted by todd donald thanks for listening